Blog Talk Radio. Of emails. Tick, 
sneaked up from inside the Democratic Party of Real. Real, and he's willing to expose something, but it's not coming up. Something wrong. They probably censored this thing. Yep. Yeah. And that's from the political inside. Oh, there it is. Uh, now he's announcing that Hillary Clinton and her State Department were actively arming Islamic jihadists, which that's the article I just read. Um, okay, wait a minute. Clinton has repeatedly denied these claims, mm-hmm. um, including, uh, well, Jesus. It's the uh, same article. Claim, including during multiple statements while under oath in front of the State Senate. WikiLeaks is about to prove Hillary deserves to be arrested. The Reagan administration official hoped to secure the release of several U.S. hostages and then take proceeds from the arms sale to Iran to fund the Nicaragua Contras. I don't know. Sounds familiar. And then in Obama's second term, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton authorized that. I just read all that. Right, right. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I, I, hate, uh, I hate these transcripts that you have. It's, not. um... They're connecting cables and emails and all kinds of things yeah. to her. Yeah. You know, she's willing to say and do anything. Doesn't matter what it is. She's a warmonger. Yeah. So they got her. They got her. What will happen? Who the hell knows? Nothing. But they got her. Lawsuit finds millions of uncounted Bernie Sanders ballots. A little late in the game. A little late in the game, I think. You know. So who found those? I don't know. Some From the Democratic Party. Probably, probably a, a janitor somewhere. Huh? A janitor. Yeah. Oh, what are these? Oh, In view of the information from polling place workers about Sanders winning by more than two to one margin, and in view of the removal of two thirds or more of his votes from the official results, your news wire declares Bernie Sanders the landslide winner of the 2016 California primary election. That would have put him over the edge. Yeah, an historic lawsuit was filed after the widespread cover-up of Sanders' landslide victory at the primary election earlier this week. The lawsuit will require the counting of all the provisional ballots, millions of which have been left uncounted, which Sanders says gives him a huge win in the state. Make no mistake, Bernie Sanders supporters lost their ballots to Democratic rights by the millions on Tuesday. Now proof is starting to emerge. The California primary wasn't an election, it was a coup featuring shady and downright illegal tactics associated with dictatorships in undemocratic states, media collusion, voter suppression, fraud, and a system fundamentally rigged in favor of the establishment choice. Another red flag for undemocratic practice was the odd treatment of the press. While correct the record and reporter hackers from other organizations and media groups promoting Clinton were treated like royalty, members of the press who had gone on record supporting Sanders were often treated with contempt by certain members of the team running logistics at the rally. Correct the record, the PAC paying a million dollars to hackers who put child pornography on Sanders' Facebook pages and then got them closed down, was given the best filming location in San Pedro after the same prime filming location had been denied to news teams favorable to Sanders. On election night, several reporters favorable to Sanders commented on how rudely they were being treated. Reginald Hubbard and Jesse Cornett who reportedly threatened some of the mild-mannered, more loyal press with loss of equipment, 
removal or confiscation of their press credentials, which they had brought with them. You know, I don't really it's care. It's a little late. I don't care about this. You know what? Because, because he he knew it and he conceded. Mm-hmm. And he's an asshole for doing it. You know, he's an asshole for doing it. And he'll never he'll never regain any any press any kind of credentials. Or respect. He loves, or respect. He loves he's nothing respect. but a big seller, took a hundred million bucks, went and bought a a, 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 a lakefront cottage and uh, and spent the rest of the summer there, you know, and gave the finger to all of his supporters. He's a mm-hmm. prick. He's a sellout and he's a whore, and uh, may burn in hell for for his traitor With being all a traitor. Prick, <laughs> you know none he's of this a makes any difference. Big disappointment. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So we knew what? this. We knew this in June that he that he had won, but it did. But you know he didn't stand up for himself. He didn't stand up for himself, and you know, and and he's an asshole for doing it. I don't think he he really wanted to win. He was just supposed to. You know, he shocked everybody, and including himself. And he backed out, you know. And, uh, you know, what? Big brawny uh, uh, Hillary is going to beat him up? He's going to kill his wife and kids? going to do all that? I don't think so. You know, all he's got to do is tell the freaking, tell the people that she's threatened him, and uh, they'll be all over, you know? No, no, no. He's a weak freaking nothing of a human being. Well, he is a big... A shit... He was a big disappointment to the Very people that, that supported him, and uh, they're not going to support her. No, but the thing a is, a few is that, fringe people. Yeah, but the thing is, that, I mean, the guy is such a so, traitor. So now, method, why know? are they even bothering with that? Yeah, so they bring up well because they may Hillary may lose. You know, it makes everybody feel good. You know? Oh man, I mean, these guys make you sick. There's a reason why I question, why people question the trustworthiness of Hillary Clinton. And that's because they're paying attention. That Mike Pence said that. I agree. Join that every bit uh, counts as you expand your union. 
instead of shrinking, it's beginning to grow, and that's good. Yeah, so that's good. And because uh, as unions grow and workers' wages increase, that increases the wages for everybody. I'm forgetting twenty dollars an hour, like they do in Australia. Yeah. Oh, did I tell you that Australia is um, chipping everybody now? Yeah, you said that. I told you that. That's a bit of a disappointment. Yeah. Uh, hang on a second here. I just want to check something. Um, I asked Larry if he'd be on tonight, and he didn't respond there. To maybe he, he said he may be working. So. Maybe he maybe he was called out. Yeah. It's a busy time of the year for him when just before elections, he's expected. He, Larry Dorman is a public service co coordinator yeah. for uh, AFSCME uh, Council 4 in New Britain, Connecticut, and he's often a guest on our show at least once a month. But so at this time of the year, it's hard to get on the show because he has a lot of evening responsibilities, a lot of meetings and things. But maybe we'll be able to um, have him next week because there are uh, all kinds of things going on that he can share with us. Well, this was his last message, so it, it didn't. He didn't. Um, he couldn't confirm. Maybe something could happen. Yeah. Yeah. He, he said he may have some work tonight that he had to get into. Yeah, he he goes to you know all over the state, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They maybe so have. Labor issues in different spots that he has to be present at, and also people oh, who are running uh, for office, uh, he's uh, out uh, to support them. He did send me uh, an update here, but he no, nothing on himself. Let's see. Uh, Take a look at yeah, that. He just sent uh, some news. City manages are near a contract deal Stanford, in, in Stanford. Stanford. A three year PAC was approved. In other business, the board approved a new three year contract for a union that represents 83 towns. Workers, local 991. The deal gives workers a general wage increase of 2.5%. Pro Clinton Union says Trump's unpaid taxes could have hired nurses than police. A union that represents state city, I need to read that. A, a union that represents um, state, uh, city, and county officials is pouncing on the report that Donald Trump may not have paid taxes for two day, decades. Running on an analysis that it says details what Trump's taxes might have purchased, including body armor and FBI agents. Uh, labor report urges study of a federal role in state workers' compensation laws. Major um, uh, Limbo, who's the uh, treasurer. Um, Connecticut. Kevin uh, Limbo. Yeah. Uh, comptroller, actually. Um, um, report of balanced budget. Big concerns. That's I thought we were in a deficit. We were. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, you know, well, billion dollars. State Comptroller Kevin P. Limbo raised concerns Monday for, for the second consecutive month about the stability of the current state budget, though he stopped short of reporting a deficit. In his latest monthly budget forecast, Limbo affirmed the conclusion of Governor Malloy's administration that the 19.7 billion-dollar budget adopted in June for 2016 and 17 is on pace to finish $200,000 in the back, black, just it was, as it was written. But Connecticut's chief financial watchdog also expressed caution about both spending and revenue trends in the current budget, 
Republican legislative leaders have already said they believe state finances are in a deficit and that Malloy is masking problems to help his fellow Democrats in the legislature's majority survive this fall's state elections. In adopting the budget, legislatures are very aggressive saving targets, uh, very aggressive saving targets for the executive branch to achieve once the physical year was nearly underway. Nearly $191 million in efficiencies and other cost savings were built into the budget this way. Okay. The one key cost-saving measure has gotten off to a slow start. The governor, the governor announced back in April he anticipated making about 2,000 layoffs before the new fiscal year. That's a lot. On July 1st, yeah, to help balance finances. Further complicating matters, legislators assume labor savings that reflected cost closure to 3,000 layoffs. And to date, mm. state government has laid off fewer than 1,100 workers since April. While that $191 million savings target is not at a historically high level, it follows successful fiscal years of significant cost-cutting. Which, uh, which each year's targeting becomes more challenging to achieve, and the comptroller wrote Monday in his monthly report on the governor. Now, the problem is, you know, the, the revenue. There's no revenue here. You know, you're dealing with revenue yeah, because okay. there's no industry. They can't, they can't, they, they can't uh, work oh, out yeah. any deal to make this kind of state uh, viable. And so, they did on the... Um, I think it was... It was Sikorsky, but, but, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what they gave gave up. They gave up some $200 million bucks or something to, to keep Back. it. Back. Yeah. But they talked about the Trans-Pacific Partnership this morning, what it would do to different states. Yeah. And Connecticut is one of the states that it would adversely affect. Oh, sure. Jeez, we're an industrial See, state. Because we're an industrial manufacturing state. Yeah, they just... And up. pharmaceutical... Uh, we have pharmaceutical companies here, too. They'd be adversely affected. Yeah. And there was something else that we have. So it would be a net negative for us. Yeah. And the only the states that would benefit most are the agricultural states. Yeah. Because they have a lot of exports, and their exports would be competitive, I guess. I think the interesting... But mostly the biggest payoff is for corporations who would have huge protections. Well, the Connecticut Business and Industry Association, Connecticut's largest business lobby, is spending $400,000 to elect pro-corporate anti-union Republicans. Should they succeed, Connecticut's workers, uh, working poor to middle-income families, will be the first to lose. Mm -hmm. You can make a positive <coughs> difference in November's election and help fellow union members make the choice to vote for a better life. Join us for a labor walk in Berlin, okay? Saturday, October 8th, from 8.30 to 12 o'clock. A labor walk in Manchester. And have one-on-one -on -one -on -one conversations with your fellow union members about the important choices they'll be making in five weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's sponsored by AFME, and it starts in, uh, in New Britain, uh, Main, East Main Street. So, New Britain, check out your Ask Me Center Council 4 blog, and it'll tell you what to do and where to go. Um, so, well, yeah. you said you were reading that the um, 
Republican and gender in this state is to destroy the union. That's right. That's right. I, so I if you vote that. for a Republican, that's what you're voting for. That's right. They want to destroy the unions. That's exactly what they want to do. And they destroy the public unions. So it's really, really pretty bad. Pretty yeah. bad. I, mean, I, I, I just don't understand. I, I really don't. Why they resent you know, people making a living wage. You know, yeah, it's not like a lot of a having, lot of the people in uh, no. in uh, public unions are making a huge money. Exactly, exactly. We're talking about oh, oh, this 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 is why you should never eat tilapia. Hmm, that was a very popular I, fish. Yeah, it's, it was, but it's so farmed. It's farmed now. It's not caught fresh. It's a farmed uh, fish. Let's see what's the problem. It's genetically modified now. Seafood can be a great source of protein and vitamin, but there's one fish health expert are warning consumers to stay away, far away from, and that's til- tilapia. It's the most popular farmed fish across the United States, thanks in part to its affordability. But not only is it just about void of all nutrients you'd expect from seafood, it's also really bad for you. How bad? Worse than bacon bad. Holy cow. How can it be that bad? Reason one, tilapia contains few nutrients. It's a a living, breathing fish. Researchers from Wake Forest University School of Medicine released a report on omega-3 fatty acid content in popular fish. Tilapia scored far lower than most other fish on the list. Omega-3 fatty acids give fish most of their benefits, including Alzheimer's risk reduction. But with this fish, <laughs> tilapia contains lots of its omega-6 fatty acids, which are terrible for you. The quality of omega-6 in tilapia gives one serving of the fish higher inflammatory potential than a hamburger or bacon. Holy cow. So tilapia could Holy cause cow. Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah. Tilapia, tilapia could cause Alzheimer's. Man. One of the omega-6 fatty acids in tilapia goes by the name of arachidonic, arachidonic acid. Arachidonic acid. A compound that significantly increases the type of inflammatory damage that produces precedes Alzheimer's. Oh, great. So while eating healthy fish like mackerel, halibut, and sardines, would uh, reduce your risk of uh, developing Alzheimer's, this fish actually increases it. Wow. And tilapia is farmed. Tilapia is the most, the second most commonly farmed fish in the world. This is largely due to the fish's hardiness. It can eat just about anything. This is a fantastic uh, for fish farmers. It means they don't have to spend lots of money on fish food as they would uh, were they raising salmon. Instead, many of them feed the fish chicken and pig poop. Oh, my God. Is your stomach turning yet? Oh, my God. These fish eat everything. Of course, farm tilapia also retains all the other nasty parts of fish farming. The fish are overcrowded, stuffed and anti- with antibiotics, and genetically modified to grow faster. Tilapia, being one of the most commonly farmed fish, can carry up to ten times the amount of carcinogens as other fish. Holy Christ. Don't do not eat any of this tilapia fish food. Ooh. Yeah, you can trace this right back to what farmers, fish farmers, feed the fish: poop, pesticides, and industrial grade chemical. Oh my God! One toxic chemical researchers have found in the fish is dioxin, which is linked to the development and progression of cancer. 
What's more, your body doesn't actually flush out dioxin for a whooping 7 to 11 years. It's oh, a lot. It's got a lot of time to do damage. Want to learn more about the horrors of tilapia? About the video below. If tilapia is good for you. Is tilapia good for you? Three fish to eat instead of tilapia. Tilapia or not tilapia? <laughs> okay. And yeah, let's see how long. Kind of scary. Four minutes. Tilapia. Just the name sounds frightening. The thing is, is that the health and fitness industry touts tilapia as this amazing protein source. But the thing is, is there's a lot of reasons why it's not the most amazing protein source, mainly having to do with how the stuff is raised and what we are absorbing when we consume it. You see, we have to realize that tilapia is cheap, it tastes pretty darn bland, and those particular fish will eat just about anything that we throw at them when we're farming them. So it makes it easy to produce. So of course it's going to be touted as this amazing food because it's cheap and it's easy and everyone can make money on it. But the thing is, is that tilapia is not healthy. And I wanted to do this video to explain three different alternatives that you can use when it comes to whitefish so you don't have to be eating tilapia. I'm not all about just giving you a scary video. I want to give you some real good information that you can use to make better choices and live a healthier life. But first, I have to scare you a little bit, so let me talk about tilapia. So tilapia is not a wild-caught fish. It's almost entirely farmed. And less than 5% of the tilapia that you will ever eat is farmed in the United States. That means 95% or more is farmed in China or Latin America or some other country that does not have food regulation, or if it does, it's very minimal. So what this means is that those countries that are farming this fish can basically feed them anything. They can feed them soy, they can feed them grain, they can feed them corn, and they do. And that trickles down into our gut biome. That we just read that. But, you know, I wanted to mention, you know, you know what else is a horrible thing out there? Shrimp, you know, we like shrimp, right? Uh -huh. But you know, in the shrimp that comes from Vietnam, they they inject it with stuff. Oh my God, with like make what? Make them fatter, huh? Oh jeez. them with chemicals, they make them fatter. Yeah, can you imagine that? So the, any 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 fish that comes from Vietnam, any kind of uh, Asian foreign fish, uh, shrimp or anything like that, is all. Uh, it's terrible. It's, it's all uh, pumped up and everything. So uh, with chemicals and just like tilapia is all disgusting fish. Well, you can't uh, get that if you find look on your back of the bag yeah. that you buy. Find out where it comes from. Oh, here's one. It's the tilapia. Why you should eat it? Uh, I think I'll pass on that. Uh, is eating farm fresh tilapia and other fish from China a health risk? Yeah. Maybe not. Who knows? I think they're wrong. I would say so. Uh, it's grown in China, and they they don't care about people. People are are expendable to them. Holy cow! Uh, here's something. I, I know it's not union business, but we're we're, we're really kind of. I, I really wanted to mention some of this stuff too because Muslim uh, beheads woman in Oklahoma, USA. What? Yeah, this is terrifying. Some guy, some some crazy bastard, uh, chopped off a woman's head. An Oklahoma woman, Colleen Hufford, was beheaded at Vaughn Foods, her place of employment, by a Muslim who had repeatedly been attempting to convert co-workers to Islam, once again suggesting the um, uh, problems with identifying ra radical Islam as a religion of peace. Now, this was published on October 2nd. Now, where that was not mentioned at all in the mainstream media. No. Not at all. All right. 
uh, uh, let's see, Alton, Al, you know why it's not mentioned? It's because Trump would go berserk on this mm-hmm. thing. And, and, you know, and Alton uh, Alexander Nolan, the Islamist who killed Hufford, had recently been fired from the business. He was shot by an off-duty police officer during the attack on Hufford and another co-worker, but was hospitalized and survived. According to the Blaze, the discovery of Nolan's religious belief, his attempt at converting others to Islam, and the manner in which he killed Hufford led authorities to probe more deeply into the man's background to investigate whether or not he was ties to any radical groups that could be in the area. After conducting interviews with co-workers of Nolan's information was obtained, that he recently started trying to convert some of his co-workers to the Muslim religion, and said the department. Uh, Tracy Johnson, the other victim attacked by Nolan, survived. Police believed he also would have been killed. She also would have uh, she was, uh, if For the intervention of the off-duty police officer. This is scary. Generals and leaders from around the world have warned America of radical Islamists infiltrating the country and attacking citizens. And it looks like it's actually ha- starting to happen. started to happen two years ago. Radical Islam uh, was reared uh, its ugly head in the U.S., and now is the time to finally declare it the real enemy we are facing. Develop a strategy to put this evil ideology to bed before any more incidents, uh, innocent people lose their lives. Oh, but Hillary takes it very seriously. In fact, let's remind ourselves just how seriously. And she tweeted, Let's be clear, Islam is not our adversary. Muslims are peaceful and tolerant people and have nothing whatsoever to do with terrorism. Yeah, Hillary. Some are, some aren't. Yes, Hillary. Yes, yes, yes. What does that video say, though? There's a video there. Let's put that on. Okay, yeah. This is about that attack. Yes. Well, now to a disturbing story out of Oklahoma tonight where a man was shot after allegedly entering his former workplace and brutally killing one employee before turning on another one. Greta Cruz in our satellite center with what happened in the weeks leading up to this attack. Greta. Uh, So this was horrific. A woman was actually beheaded. Police say the 30-year-old suspect had been fired from a food processing plant, and workers said he had recently tried to convert them to Islam. Panic and horror at a food processing plant in Moore, Oklahoma. Police say a man had just been fired, the reason unclear, when he drove around to the main entrance yesterday, went in and beheaded a woman with a knife then stabbed a second worker. Can you hear this in the background? Is that him who's back? Yeah, it sounds like he's running around out here. And that's the gunshot. Police identified the suspect as 30-year-old Alton Nolan, this mugshot from a 2010 arrest. The attack finally ended when an off-duty sheriff's deputy, the company's chief operating officer, shot and injured him. This uh, off-duty deputy definitely saved Tracy's life. Uh, This was not going to stop if he didn't stop it. The woman killed was identified as 54-year-old Colleen Hufford. The other woman, 43-year-old Tracy Johnson, and the suspect are both hospitalized in stable condition. Police say workers said Nolan had been trying to convert co-workers to Islam, but... It did appear random. He wasn't targeting anyone, uh, wasn't going specifically after them. It appears they were just in his way as he came in. 
Now, more police have asked the FBI to help them out in the investigation because of the nature of the attack, which comes in the wake of, of a series of videotaped beheadings by Islamic State militants. Live from the Satellite Center, Greta Cruz, ABC 7 News. That was interesting, I thought. No? Mm. Well, it was, it, it was brought up by ABC local news, whatever it was. Well, we never heard about it on the no, national news. No. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know if anybody watched the Pence-Trump uh, debate last no, night. No, Pence-Kane. What is it? Trump. Pence-Kane, sorry. And, uh, it was the really, two vice presidential yeah, nominees. Yeah, it was an interesting mess. So, but, I don't know. Uh, not, they're not going to make much difference. They're the, after all, they're just the vice president. Yeah. Nobody cares. That's no. why they only got 38%. Uh, 30, no, they got 37 million people watching it. Yeah. As opposed to 100 million that watched uh, the other two. But, um... So, people... Uh, yeah, they're just... Uh, they're, I don't really... I, I don't really, think people take anything they have to stay seriously. Well, they do, but, you know, what they liked about Pence... What most people liked about Pence was that he was pretty pretty calm, straightforward, and, you know... Steady. Steady and defended Trump, which he was supposed to do, and, you know... Um, it sounds good. They, they declared him the winner of the debate, apparently. Yeah. If, you know, if they're... Oh, really, yeah, he was declared a winner. If but they're, they're, really still gonna, they're still trying to kill kill the kill the son, kill, the, kill, Trump. The son, kill Trump. Studies show messy people and those who swear by swear may actually be smarter and more creative. <laughs> okay, that's good. I, I like to hear that. Yeah, probably written by a by, by a, a messy by a messy person. By a messy a, person. I would have written something like that. Yeah. So studies show messy people and those who swear may actually be smarter and more creative. <laughs> Yeah, right. you, you, you can make a specific... It's the bulletproof excuse office loves have been waiting for. I'm not messy, I'm just creative. Yeah. Well, that's the line provided by new research published in the Journal for the American Association of Psychological Science. Uh, the run is, if your workspace is crowded, stacked with towers of paper, teetering on collapse, sitting atop a kaleidoscope of scribbles and random numbers, written down on the 20-plus notepads that are always within reach, then it may encourage uh, creative that it may encourage creative thinking. However, on the other side of the coin, the queen freaks, far from being sterile, clinical, and boring, may in fact be generous, more prone to practicing healthy living like thinking conventionally. The, studies, uh, the study was carried out on a number of participants asked to complete tasks in either a clean or messy environment. At the end, they were asked if they would like to give money to charity and also if they'd like to take an apple or a chocolate bar. What the hell? Uh, uh, okay. Science study. At the end of the exercise, when both groups completed their set tasks, judges found that work produced in the messy room was far more creative and displayed out-of-the-box thinking. Because nothing was in boxes. And those in the, in the clean room were more inclined to donate and take the apple. <laughs> Okay. The research spearheaded by uh, psychological science, Kathleen Bowles of the University of Minnesota, found that 
Disorderly environments seem to inspire breaking free of tradition, which can produce fresh insights. See, Lila, see what I'm saying about my studio here? It's 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 uh it's it's clean, but it's 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 uh no, it's not. But clean. it's creative. No, it's not clean. It's creative. No, I don't think so of that either. It's very creative. Well, it's very messy. Is all you can say. No, it's full of a genius. No, who yes. knows? It's full of my genius everywhere is spilling out, <laughs> and I can't help it. But uh, they said I do have some pretty pictures up of Lila in, in this room. And I have uh, some very significant books and very significant paperwork and very significant all kinds of things that are so creative and wonderful. I can probably. I, I can't. I I can't underestimate any of what I do. So it's so incredibly creative. It might be creative, <laughs> but you know what? When it's time for to do so, you can't find it. There you go. Well, most of it I can. But anyway, that's what happens to a lot of. It's kids. filed in special spots. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but you don't know what they well, are. Well, I do know what they are. Yes. You've forgotten. No. They're available. Uh, anyway, the conclusion was that those who knew the most about swear. Oh, this was interesting too. Swearing. What about swearing? Yeah, you sound bitch. I, I didn't know that. That was that was good. Well, have you ever thought someone who swears like a trooper might be a bit daft? and only do it because they simply can't think of anything smart to say? Well, it turns out you could be dead wrong. That's according to research published in the Journal of Language Sciences, which state, sciences which state people who swear may in fact be more intelligent. They've got damn it, I told you. Well, two researchers in Northeast uh, United States carried out a study where they asked people to name as many swear words as they could in 60 seconds. Then... Uh, or they then followed this by asking people in the same time to rank as many words as they could, starting with A, F, or S, and again with animals. Huh? All right. Does it make sense? Go ahead. Yeah. And the conclusion was those who knew the most about swear words uh, also performed better in other parts of their vocabulary, meaning that people do not just swear because they cannot think of anything else to say, and in fact, do so because they have the vocabulary to find the vulgar phrases they're looking for. That's true. This, they finally figured me out. That's good. I'm glad somebody finally figured me out, Lila. Yeah, you can find a study that says practically anything that you want to <laughs> No. If you look hard enough, no, you can find one. No, no, no. I'm, I'm brilliant. You know that. Yes, I am, I am most brilliant. So there. At least, at least my, at least my surroundings tell me that I am. So, there you go. Mm. Amazing, huh? Oh, this is good. This is interesting studies. People who are really good at swearing have an, an important advantage. What's that? They scare people. Yeah, I guess so. What is that? <laughs> Uh, extra large babies are more likely to excel. Kids with big heads are cleverer. <laughs> well, they used to think that. Is that true? I don't know. Uh, we can we can look. I'm curious to see why people who are good at swearing are. Uh, oh, I'm sure you're curious. Uh, those who are liberal uh, in their use of swear words are not the lazy and uneducated individual. Uh, they're just angry all the time. 
Wait a minute. Don't, don't, don't put words in this Arthur's mouth, okay? Those who are liberal in their use of swear words are not the lazy, uneducated individuals they are often made out to be, a new study claims. In fact, a well-stocked vocabulary of swear words is actually a healthy indicator of other verbal something. This thing keeps jumping all over the place here. Uh, verbal abilities. But well, you just read that. So I just read this article. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same article. Well, what about the babies uh, with big heads? What, what they say yeah, I'm about curious that? about that. Yeah. Uh, they they said have that, a little levity. They said they're smarter. If you got a bigger head, you're smarter. So, so much for Zika babies. Yeah. Let's see. Babies with big heads are more likely to be clever and have successful futures. I think that's probably true. Uh, study has shown. Research carried out by a UK biobank has strongly linked higher intelligence with large oh with large head circumference and brain volume. Half a million Brits are being monitored by the charity to discover the connection between their genes, their physical mental health, and their path through life. All right. The UK biobank launched in 2007 is a major uh, long-term investigation into this receptive uh, contributions of genetic predisposition, predisposition and environmental exposure in the development of disease. The latest evidence is the first finding to emerge from the study that aimed to break down the relationship between brain function and DNA. In a paper published by the Nature Journal Molecular Psychiatry, so probably the National Journal, says Nature Journal. Uh, really? Yeah, so it says uh, highly significant associations were observed between the cognitive test scores in the UK biobank study sample and many polygenic profile scores, including intracranial volume, infant head circumference, and childhood cognitive ability. Mm-hmm. This re- <laughs> the researchers uh, test the uh, significant, or rather, the researchers tested this participants in a variety of ways, looking into their verbal and numerical reasoning, a reaction time, memory, and educational attainment. Mm-hmm. Well, Professor Drury of Edinburgh University, who is leading the research, said gene variants are also strongly associated with intelligence. Uh, in addition to there being shared genetic influences, between cognitive skills and some physical and mental health states, the study also found that cognitive skills share genetic influences with brain size, and body shape, and the educational attainments. Let's go to the let's go to the video. Uh, right there. Yeah, okay. I want to listen to this. Uh, inside baby's brain. Ever wondered how this organ develops? I do. I think a lot of people would be interested in this. You think so? Yeah. Let's see if it works. Come on. Oh, it's not working. Well, you didn't turn on the right thing. The big red orange. The big orange arrow. Big orange arrow. There is no big orange arrow. There was. Arrow. You went right by it. That's why. There's no orange arrow, Keep going. Baby. Yes, there was, Leo. No. You missed it. It's off the screen now. No. I don't know what happened to it. Super, yeah, there it is. Super girl. You don't want Supergirl. In one second, there we go. Okay, now it's going to start. Oh, wait a minute. This is a Supergirl commercial. That's an advertisement. You have to get back. 
to know, but but I have to wait for 22 seconds. Well, I mean, what if you want to stay with that? 
a lot of luck. Anyway, we're right to the end of our show. Yeah. And I want to thank everybody who joined us. Uh, Oh, the one thing before I go, this was really amazing. Uh, The Pennsylvania judge was sentenced to 28 years for selling black teens to prison. Oh, to those, that? yeah, to those uh, that was a while back, prisons. but yeah. That Mark, was about three years ago. <clears throat> yeah, a couple years ago, yeah. Yeah. Mark uh, Cervarella uh, leaves the federal court in Scranton, PA in February. Judge is sentenced to 28 years in massive juvenile justice bribery scandal. Pennsylvania judge was sentenced to 28 years in prison in connection to a bribery scandal that roiled the uh, state juvenile justice system. Former Luzerne County Judge Mark uh, Ciervarella, Jr., was convicted of taking a million dollars in bribes from developers of juvenile detention centers. Wow. The judge then presided over the cases that would send juveniles to those same centers. The case came back to be known as Kids for Cash. Yeah, the kids that have little infractions in high school, they called the police. Yeah, he he tossed out, yeah, Pennsylvania Supreme Court tossed out 4,000 convictions issued by Cervarella between 2003 and 2008, saying he violated the constitutional rights of the juveniles, including the right to legal counsel and the right to intelligently enter a plea. Cervarella, 61, Cervarella, was tried and convicted of racketeering charges earlier this year. His attorneys uh, had asked for a reasonable sentence in court papers, uh, saying, in effect, that he's already been punished enough. Yeah, right. The mediation, the media attention to this matter has exceeded coverage uh, given to many and almost all capital murders, and despite protestation, he will forever be unjustly branded as the kids for cash judge, their sentencing memo says. Why is it unfair? I don't know. <laughs> Didn't really say. <laughs> what he did uh, was horrible. Yeah, it says the courthouse in Scranton was overflowing this morning. When a dozen people who had said that they had been affected by the judge's decision stood outside awaiting the sentencing. Jeff Bollins was in that crowd. His stepson was convicted by a cervella. These kids are still affected by it. It's like post-traumatic stress disorder, Bollins told him the Times Theater. Our life is ruined. It's never going to be the same. I'd like to see that happen to him, he said.